Welcome to Cabin Minute Cast. The scenario has been chosen. The ritual has begun. We are ready to appease the old gods one Sigourney minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com and also VibrantVisionaries.com. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! And I am Molly Balin of littleredmark.com. And in today's episode, we are covering minute 84 of the movie, The Cabin in the Woods. And in this minute, Sigourney Weaver pops out like a Bond villain to explain the ritual to the kiddies. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Dana is figuring shit out. <laughs> <laughs> She's got this look on her face. It's kind of like part worried, part pissed, part mm. like, I don't know what it, she's, she's looking around. She's talking about what's happening. What, what did you think about this minute, Molly? I thought this was, you know, it's always interesting when you come to the end or near an end of a movie and you have a pretty key piece of plot be explained to you. Not that I mind because I mean, really Sigourney Weaver is, is amazing. She's just, yeah. I mean, what's, what's not to like, I mean, I think that this is a, an amazing transition in, in, in terms of dialogue. And, and we talk about this frequently of how interesting it is when a, uh, a minute cuts off and then how that leaves you, in the end of an episode and then how the next one continues on or, or breaks. And so uh, we ended last minute with Dana saying, no, it's simple. They don't just want to see us killed. And we start this minute with, they want to see us punished. So I think that's a pretty profound concept right there of, of a punishment of youth. And when I say punished for youth, I'm getting ahead of myself slightly, but Marty says punished for what? And Sigourney Weaver, the director, steps out into the light and says, for being young. So I think there's a, several things that happen here that are kind of interesting. One, she's like the fucking boogeyman <laughs> when she comes out. Like, the, you know, she has this harrowing music. So of all the creatures that we've seen, all the like the blood spray, all the force wall and just terrors galore. She's the big bad. She is. And she comes up from below. Mm -hmm. Like a badass. Yes. Like a total badass. <laughs> I think the older she gets, the more badass she looks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is a woman not to be fucked with. And she's wearing yeah. gloves. She's literally not even going to get her hands totally. dirty. She's wearing gloves. She's got a power suit on, like, well, it's a power <laughs> dress and jacket, but I mean, it's our skirt mm -hmm. and jacket, pardon me, but it's a power, a powerful look. Yeah. Uh, she's going to take that glove off and spank the shit out of Marty. <laughs> spank the shit out of both of them. <laughs> yeah. There's something about those gloves, those leather gloves that are very interesting. And also one thing I was thinking of, I, I was um, just kind of biding my time the other day and threw on um, Ghostbusters. And I, mm, I, I yeah. kind of forgotten, but her, her character's name is Dana in that movie. 
Oh, you're oh, right. Like, it oh, is. Oh, Dana, 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 Dana. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. <laughs> Dana, Dana. No, you're right. Wow. Zul and Dana yeah. were one. So, yeah, punished for their youth. And 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 the, the, mm-hmm. the creatures down below are referred to as the old gods. So what are they mad about? <laughs> why why is it mm. <laughs> <laughs> why are the youth being punished right why are the youth being punished it's a good question what did the youth, uh, do? youth do now that's really takes me back to the 70s <laughs> i think that was a maybelline product <laughs> called youth do yeah Youth do. <laughs> Just gonna totally. kill for the youth do. <laughs> Slather up the youth do. Oh, Estee Lauder. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I say. Wow, shit. Yeah. Nobody call us out on that one. Uh, <laughs> I think it's interesting now to be this age and 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 remembering being young and, and seeing elders' <laughs> bitterness. <laughs> As a, as a younger person and, and being rather bewildered and confused by it. And I, I have to say as much as, and, and this is a tangent, but I think it's very interesting even now how there's so much anger towards the millennial generation. I think it's very interesting. I don't remember this in my particular, maybe, and I know that Gen Xers got a, got a bad yep. fucking rap, you know, for, and, and so I feel like it's very interesting that and I don't know why this comes about exactly, but we have these. I don't know. It seems like a war against a generation almost, where you have all this shit talking that happens in you know thought pieces about a particular generation behaving in a way that seems appalling to the generations yeah. that are older. And so I, I find that to be very interesting, and I think that that's kind of what's being discussed here a little bit in this minute is this hatred of youth and this fear of eroding, you know, values that a previous generation might hold dear. And, and I know we've, we've joked a little bit about, you know, youngins not knowing about a certain technology that we were raised with, but I feel like that's somewhat in good fun. I don't think that's an actual direct hatred. Oh no. You no. know, like a deep seated fear uh, actually, and hatred. I of always bristle a little bit when you say the youngins don't know or something like that. Like I know you're just joking, but I always mm-hmm. think like when I was a little bit younger, mm-hmm. I would get so irked if somebody, you know, five or ten years older than me was like, well you don't know what it was like or blah blah blah, you know, but I, I remember how much I learned from people who are a little bit older than me that would be like, Oh, you like this movie? We'll check out this. Or you think you like reggae? We'll check out this old ass Mm -hmm. reggae that you've never heard of. That's not Bob Marley, you know, like getting schooled by Mm -hmm. people that are a little bit older can be fantastic, but hopefully if they can do it without, without so much snark and attitude, then we can all, you know, learn. So I always try to remember that. (laughs) much as like I joke, I do have a sensitivity because I've historically always been the youngest in a crowd as far back as I can remember. People who have hung out with have always been several years older than me. The partnerships I've had mm. all, several years, Greg's seven years older than me. So, you know, a discussion of, of like age comes up quite a, quite a bit. So I have a, I think I do have a, a gentle space and an understanding of, and, and a real acute 
familiarity of what it felt like to be young and have people condescend, you know, and I, I think this also is a discussion about aging too. And I think in this ritual in particular is, is about being able to just have times be the times like you're young at, and I say young, quote unquote, you know, is it not elderly? There's nothing wrong with aging because it's just what right. happens. It's just change occurs. And so I think that we collectively as a culture have a very difficult time letting go of that time in our lives. There's a elevation of what it means to be in your 20s or your late teens. And there's a whole lot of fear and upset to leave those years behind. And what does that mean? And I think that a healthier, and you know, soapbox, but I think a healthier attitude is like, if you have made it this far, you've earned your gray. You've earned it. It's yours, you know? So I, I feel like this is, this is a minute that talks about the resentment of the old to the young, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, like how old are these ancient ones? <laughs> how old are these motherfuckers? <laughs> I know. Like, are there some old bitter bitches that are hiding under this platform? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like death becomes her? Is that what we're talking about? Like who's, who's under there? Yeah, when I think when um so the so Sigourney aka the director says uh for being young, she then she just kind of moves into it's different in every culture. It has changed over the years, but it has always required youth. And I guess without without knowing all that much about, you know, sacrifice over the years or rituals of this nature except for things i've you know picked up on watching the x-files and other things like that or movies you know that have devil worshipers and stuff like that is that it doesn't seem it's always these mm -hmm. you know taut skinned young folk who are ripe and somehow their blood seems like it would be even sweeter or something like that you know there's something capturing that 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 youth do <laughs> that's that seems precious and magical and and restorative yeah. you know like a milk bath or something right right well the there's a i think it's her bathory there's a countess bathory that there's a a legend about bathing in the blood of of youth to to remain young and supple so that's where some of those vampiric legends come from whether that's true or not who the, who knows people people have been crazy for a real long time so who who knows but yeah that sacrificing the youth to 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 suck their their essence to remain forever young because you don't you know we think of like vampires they're not cruising like a nursing home you're like i'm gonna hit that 85 year old and and suck them dry you know get the the sweet tasty because they're you know they're at the end so it's like it's it's like anything you know you want um <laughs> you know fresh and fresh and tasty youth so <laughs> so one thing I really, I really enjoyed about this minute was uh, I feel like this minute itself is like a clips show for the rest of the movie from the earlier part of the movie. Because as she's talking, she says there must there must be at least five. The horror, she's corrupted. She dies first. The athlete, the scholar, the fool. And as she's saying this, we're getting like 
images, right? We're getting these clips from earlier parts of the movie. And that just doesn't, Mm -hmm. that doesn't happen much in movies. I mean, I didn't go and do research at, but I mean, I don't remember this happening very much in in movies where you get to see these quick little flashes of characters from earlier dying and uh you know that's why i thought it was the the clip show you know (laughs) here we go lest you forget this is what happened to our the rest of our scooby day scooby gang you get to see everybody over again little little moments Mm -hmm. yeah you're right that's a really interesting point because sometimes so i think it's like sixth sixth sense for example so if you haven't seen Sixth Sense, it's got a big reveal. <laughs> Skip ahead now. But <laughs> at the point where you find out that Bruce Willis has been dead, basically, you know, like 90% of the whole movie, they do this reveal of all of these different moments to recontextualize them for you. And so you get all of these different moments that you you did actually watch and live through and you're like oh remember this but it's not really this way so it it builds to this realization that has a point this however (laughs) does not build that way because unless there's been some sort of like mental shutdown we should remember how kurt died it was fairly memorable we don't necessarily need a flash to hit that home for us you know really like I don't know that I needed to see a flash of the death scene again. It could have maybe just been a flash of the face maybe to kind of reinforce that idea. But I don't know that we needed to do like a Star Trek clips episode. Like I can't remember. And, you know, you're, you're bringing up because this would happen in sitcoms where somebody would just get fucking lazy or there'd be a writer's strike and then they would just take all of these previous clips from a previous season and and re-edit it with just a few extra lines and come up with a new episode. It was just the, the cheapest, shittiest episode ever. Like, uh, I want to say it's like maybe the first or second season of Star Trek Next Generation where Riker is got some kind of like brain fever and the entire episode is just like Riker's greatest hits of like hitting on women for the previous two seasons. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember when he like skeezed on that one. Oh, that's right. I remember when he picked that chick up on Risa. OK, cool. You never picked up. We never got to see that. But I'm just saying there's like some some kind of something or other. There was like an Irish chick that he picked up at one point. Anywho, that this is kind of that moment that you're talking that you're referencing that you're talking about. Here's all these little clips that in case you were, you know, you got high and you fell asleep for an hour and you're now just tuning in. This is how all these people, all these people died. I just so. like that Riker has been yeah. brought up again. It's been a little while since we talked about Riker. And, <laughs> and I'll make a, an early recommendation. I, I forget who retweeted him whoever it is that runs this account but there's this hilarious twitter account called riker googling (laughs) and i've been retweeting on our cabin minute cast a few choice riker googling tweets so check them out he's it's they're pretty funny they're pretty hilarious oh my god (laughs) it's just yeah yeah it is that he's a He's a man with a wide stance, and that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> Back to the minutes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I slowed down a moment because I looked up Riker Googling. <laughs> One of them is he Googled beardscaping. Beardscaping. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I think the one I most recently retweeted is it said, do Klingons have two dicks? <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's epic. That's... <laughs> oh god that's right that was so good i really i think i even retweeted that actually you may was, have i think i have. did it was, that was a goodie it was a keeper the the forked klingon dick is a keeper <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, forked. <laughs> <laughs> holy crap <sighs> so yeah so so as as we mentioned in this minute um sh- we're getting this clips show as Sigourney kind of walks her way around the room. I like though that when she says the fool, we get a we get Marty, you know, in real time, kind of looking mm-hmm. at her like, "Wait, what? <laughs> You're, You're calling like, me oh, what? What? I, I'm, you know, he gives her a little kind of disgusted look for a half mm-hmm. a second there, like, "What? I think it's interesting that the the picture of the of the virgin." Like, how do you depict a virgin, right? So if you were going to draw a picture of, of what a virgin looks like, I think it's very interesting that this, it, it gets to be somebody, like a, a female figure who's who looks very meek and, oh, and very like... Yeah, I mean, her head's tilted forward a bit. Mm-hmm. And then her hand, basically her hands are in front of her junk. That That's how I... <laughs> like... <laughs> No entree, no, no entree, entree, no, no entree. Do not enter. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. And then I think because of the way her, that they kind of do a hairstyle, it also could look like uh, something that a, a nun's habit. Mm. So that's, that's what I took from it was that but yeah Mm. i see what you're saying because the horror i mean really the horror is just like my hair's wavy i've got big jugs (laughs) and i'm wearing an outfit that i mean it's kind of like she's wearing a cape but she's yeah it it looks like the cape is open so i'm open Mm. i'm available here's a line that a, a line that is the thigh crease you don't, you know, you don't get a mm-hmm. a vag crease. You get a thigh crease. It just kind of turns sideways. But yeah, there is an openness to her. And yeah, the athlete just kind of looks like javelin throw, you know. Mm-hmm. And the scholar, I'm just kind of looking now. Well, the fool, he looks really jolly. And he's got the biggest man spread of them all. <laughs> You know, speaking of Riker, he does have a Riker stance. He does. <laughs> he's got the Riker on Risa look, right? Because he's oh, he's <laughs> drinking from the goblet and he's got his legs all spread out. Dude, dude, you nailed it. You nailed that shit. That's totally a Riker on Risa move. Wow. Deep. So yeah, the Virgin is 
very different in comparison mm -hmm. in the, her body language. You're right. She's tilted. Her head's tilted a bit and mm -hmm. she does look a bit meek, but yeah. Yeah. And kind of like kind of closed off a little bit. There's the, there's a, but yeah, I, now that you mentioned it, yeah, there is a, there's a, a pass, pass it by <laughs> with the arms in, in front of the, the, the junkly area mm -hmm. that, uh, the the horde is not yeah and there is a, a a lack of emphasis on on feminine lady parts there which is interesting yeah closed off like no no entree as you were saying and and yeah almost like a sleeping beauty like yes. if you were to do the outline totally. totally yeah of disney's sleeping beauty that's what it looks like good call yeah and then sigourney weaver says leaving the last to live or die as fate decides the virgin and that we get another little mm -hmm. look, which I think is 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 Dana's time to shine with a little comedic moment because she she raises her eyebrows like, "What me virgin?" Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's great. I love that. What me virgin? It's, it's like, like, a, like a Mad exactly. Magazine title. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And that's how we end it. We get her little, we get the virgin and then her giving that little look like, huh? Mm -hmm. I like it. I do too. It's a good ending. Good ending for the minute. Anything else you want to talk about with this minute before we go into our Friday recommendations? Nope. Nope. I am. I'm good. Yeah. Cool. Well, I kind of jumped the gun there with <laughs> Riker Googling, but I was kind of curious out, you know, people have heard us do a lot of recommending and I was going to call out to our uh, Gabin in the Woods Facebook group and Twitter, um, Cabin Minute Cast on Twitter, and see if you guys would be up for giving us some recommendations. You've heard the kind of stuff that we're into and maybe there's something, a movie or a game or a book or a something or other that you'd like to to recommend to us so i'd love to hear your recommendations and i'll be happy to uh hear some interesting ones and then and then uh put them out on uh, one of our episodes share them with the Yay. world so how about you molly what what would you Sweet. like to recommend today well, I'm not going to ask for anything for anybody. I'm going to be selfish and I'm going to give you a recommendation. My recommendation is happy with an exclamation mark. Exclamation mark? Yeah. <laughs> you said happy that with right? an exclamation mark. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, did I say that right? Okay. And uh, it was on the Sci-Fi Channel. It was it was one of those kind of short run shows. Christopher Maloney, Patton Oswalt. And the plot is Christopher Maloney is... I guess you could call him a disgraced detective, but he used to work for the NYPD and sort of misstep, lost his way. And now he's a hitman. And he also has a heart condition. And he tussles with uh, some kids who are a part of the mob and uh, a little supernatural something, something happens. And he wakes up in an ambulance and he sees a child's imaginary friend. And it's like a kind of a purple Pegasus kind of thing. And so he teams up with it and they go off looking for a kidnapped child who's been kidnapped by a crazy fucked up Santa Claus. So it's a Christmas tinged show. And I mean, I, I believe it's based on a graphic novel originally, but it's just mayhem. It's just hella mayhem. I, it reminded me a little bit if you guys watched... 
this was, I think it was maybe 1996 or 95. There was an animated series of Spawn, uh, Todd McFarlane's Spawn animated series on HBO. It has a similar feel to me. Uh, that Spawn's a little bit darker, but it's just like comedic, crazy me- mayhem. And you'll watch and you'll be like, this shit was on cable. So yeah, it's it's really, it's a romp. It's fun. And uh, personally speaking, um, I was on uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Days. And if I would have seen that at the time, I would have mentioned this as a filthy Christmas alternative to Bad Santa because uh, it's a it's a great it's a great little Christmas series. So a little short run. If you need some Christmas happening now for some reason, you just need some weird, dirty shit, check it out. Sweet. Yeah, I caught the first couple of episodes of that and I thought it was really weird and hilarious and interesting. And, and I'm pretty sure Brian watched the rest of it. It was a little too frenetic for me. Sometimes when things are mm-hmm. have a lot going on, um, I get overwhelmed so mm-hmm. that was one of those where I watched it. And I was like, this is cool. I love Christopher Maloney, but I cannot <laughs> deal with this. But I will say that I actually follow on Instagram the colorist for it. So I found out about it through the person, mm. um, Color Smitty, that did the, the, he was the colorist for that series. And he was excited nice. to work on it and share share a bit of the behind the scenes process of that and, and stuff. So, yeah, so good recommendation. And uh, I I will say I totally support that recommendation. (laughs) Two thumbs up. So, yeah, that's it for us. It's uh, Friday and we're going to giddy up on out of here. As always, you can find us on cabinminutecast.com. And as I previously mentioned, my new podcast is at vibrantvisionaries.com. And I am currently learning how to edit. So that is exciting. (laughs) I am learning to edit (laughs) podcast episodes so that I can upload them myself. And I'm very... um, thankful to molly for doing our editing for this and i'm uh yeah Aww. yeah and I, it's it's a lot of energy and i appreciate it and i'm excited that i'm getting to edit and i've, I've got a whole bunch of really fascinating creative minds that have said yes i will do your podcast and so i'm really excited to to share some of my favorite creative and multi-creative vibrant visionary folks with all you guys and i'll be doing you know movie recommendations and music recommendations and all sorts of stuff like that and talking about creative process and and all that good stuff so that's where you'll find me once this show is wrapped up awesome awesome um so i actually wanted to to actually give a a thank you a public thank you to both heidi and brian actually so i had speaking of regularly editing uh my dad had emergency surgery and uh i had to be just kind of be be real with the situation so after a couple of days of uh editing from a a hospital bed basically um next to his hospital bed i had to be like sue i'm gonna need some help (laughs) with some episodes and so they were were exceptionally 
kind and gracious in in just picking it up and and making it happen this week for me actually. So I want to just thank you guys publicly for for just being being really kind and and being a village and you know walking the talk of, of compassion. So I'm I really really appreciate it. So thank you guys both. Oh, you're welcome. And and yeah, Brian jumped in and and did most of the editing and then he handed it off to me and so that I was like okay I know I gotta learn so let's <laughs> trial by fire this bitch and start doing it so <laughs> um yeah and thanks for asking for the help you needed because that's what we gotta do we gotta ask for help when we need it so that we're not running yeah. ourselves ragged and we can take care of our loved ones when we need to that's far more that's far more important than a podcast so and Brian made a really, I, I really love the gif he made, especially he did the gif mm-hmm. for the elevator and the hand crawling across the floor to grab the oh, baby Tony God. Shalhoub's face. And that was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, I just like super appreciate it. So I just, I just want to publicly Aww. go on record and, and say, Say thank you to guys. Thank you to both of you guys for for doing that because it was just um, it was pretty much a lifesaver and yeah. So thank you. No problem. You are welcome. So yeah, Yay. let's so, wrap this up. Let's do it. Do it. Do it. So on that note, thank you guys for tuning in to another fabulous week of Cabin in the Woods and Cabin Minute Cast, and we will see you back at the cabin.